Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Sunday the 28th of May, 2023. How will the buyers work? Steve, once again, seems to be about this time every year that life seems to get in the way. I know it's exam time probably for yourself and it's probably it's coming into mid-year for me, so there's lots of stuff happening at work. And you haven't taken a trick when it comes to the flus and the bugs that are going around. No, it's been pretty brutal. I was, uh, I mean, it didn't, well, I guess it. What we had like about two or three different things that stopped us from actually recording yep. a podcast last week, but this was the... I think initially it was you, and then it was me, and then and then it was me. Yep. <laughs> was yeah, I had a concert on, if I remember rightly, this time last That's week. Right. Yeah, we had a concert on, and then the yep. next night we looked like we were going to do it, and then I think, I think yeah, you you had a really late one. Yeah. Just yeah, just didn't, and then um, no, nah, so um, no, we here. Didn't, and then, and then I got sick, so yeah, that's all it goes. Indeed. Well, we're here now, um, and this is this may be. A, well, I, I think we're going to speed through this just because I know you've got some stuff on, and it's the Monaco Grand Prix tonight, and it's also Ooh. the last English Premier League game of the season. So I'm going to be up till about three a.m. So <laughs> I might need a little power nap before uh, before it was actually the Monaco Grand Prix. Is traditionally, it's pretty damn boring, other than being a nice track. In terms of a race, it's one of the most boringest races. But anyway, isn't it like once qualifying's over, it's pretty much over, isn't it? That's pretty much it. That's pretty, it's so hard to overtake, unless you're um, Ricardo and something happens and when you're doing a pit stop. But it's um, pretty much how it ends. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, first things first, we've got a little bit of housekeeping. The re and the podcast title obviously is um, gives a little bit away. Um, it's by rounds, but before we get into that. Um, we had a couple of instances, well, not a couple of instances. We had an instance on the on the last week in terms of um, a trade that was done, and I'm not singling out these two people, but it's happened before in the past. But I just want to clarify that if you're doing some trades, say for example, Steve, I'll I'll, I'll trade you um, for Van Ruin and for such and such, and I'll give you my last round, my last pick in the preseason draft. Mm. That last pick in the preseason draft is not going to fly. It doesn't exist. So, for example, it could be my round 11 because I delisted 11 players, but therefore I would also have a pick at round 12 if I give you my round 11 pick. You don't have a pick in round 12, so therefore you can't give that pick away to somebody. And if I give you my round 11 pick, because that would be my last pick in the draft, well, now round 12 is your last pick in the draft. So it doesn't quite work. So when you're clarifying trades and drafts and and the two people that did the trade were very quick to say, okay, this is what it will be. I just want to clarify that you can't do a, I'll give you a player, a pick, and a last round pick in any draft. It doesn't work. I need a round 11, round 10, round 12, whatever it's going to be. That makes sense, Steve? Too easy. Beautiful. Now, on to the more important stuff. How will the buys work, Steve? <laughs> oh, no, you're going to make me explain that. <laughs> you came up with it. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention this uh, because it's actually so much easier now uh, than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, the Obviously, the buyers have been a – to say they've been a thorn in the side of the commish is um, 
and well, and almost everybody else. Uh, everybody else maybe is a thorn in the side of. It's more like a uh, you know uh, some sort of like large sharp object like right in the eyeball of uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Commissioner there. So um, this 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 is a new system is going to work brilliantly. Like we obviously have the. We used to try and have to run like two rounds over three weeks, and we were looking at that and thinking, how can we do this different? Can we can we somehow make it less complicated? And then the AFL was so generous; they decided to add gather round this year, which adds a whole extra round um, to the season. Which suddenly um, it dawned on me. I'm like, hey, wait a minute! I I could see how this could actually help us because we've now we were we did have an extra round. And I was thinking, what are we going to do with that? That's kind of a little bit strange even like you know do we need to change the way we do things or something but then i thought you know what this is what we do instead of having the trying to do you know two rounds of afr across three rounds of afl with buys everywhere which is gets really confusing let's just have four round the four rounds of buys now but with um only two rounds of afr and the way it works then is uh the first two weeks that involve buys you know, all the games from the first week count. And then all the teams that are on the bye in that first week obviously are going to play the following week. And so they just, you know, so those scores count for all the, all the teams that have the bye in the first round. Their scores count for the second round. And unfortunately, all those other teams that played in the first week, either they're on the bye if they're, or they're playing a second time, but their second time kind of just gets lost to the wind. Um, so I'm really sorry if you are, uh, you know, you have like, uh, I don't know, Jesse Hogan playing Hawthorne in the second week or something after he's played in the first week, right, mate? I would oh, say. Don't do I? I? I don't know, but um, <laughs> maybe maybe it's maybe it's not Hawthorne, maybe it's West Coast. Uh, Hawthorne actually live okay this week, but um, you know, so th- you, there will be some. <laughs> it's North Melbourne, great. Oh, it's North <laughs> Melbourne, okay. <laughs> But but it's um you know th- so there will yeah. be some stats that are just lost but that was always going to be the case I guess um with the uh, the way the the year was going in fact I think every the way it technically has to work every single team will lose one round of stats somewhere in this sort of four week period but so so for the first two weeks everything counts in the first week only the teams that were on the buy in the first week uh, stats count in the second round and then we do the whole thing again the two weeks after that so then the the third week of buys. Everything counts, and the fourth week of buys, it uh, it all kind of uh, again the teams that are on the buy in the third week get the points there. So it's it's almost like rounds just now take place over two weeks instead of, but they're quite distinct. Which which hey, then you know what that means, mate? We get a, we get a week off of podcast a couple of times here. Yeah, we do. Not that we haven't not that we haven't done that before. But we can actually legitimately say this time next week we're in the middle of a round, therefore we can't do one. That's, that is that correct. Is true. That is true. So wow, that's yeah. a bit sad. We only, we only hear from us every couple of weeks, unlike normal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so our round twelve will be twelve and thirteen. And our round 13 will be 14 and 15 from an AFL perspective. Mm, that's good to know because all those numbers. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, it, it will make sense um, uh, primarily after after the end of next week, I assume. Um, yeah. And um, you, your people will start to to realise what, what's what's happening. But um, cool. Um, if you've got any questions, please reply to this post in the Facebook page. Um, 
you may have got to the podcast via um, a Spotify link in the podcast in the on the Facebook page. If you've got any questions, please let us know. But um, yeah, it um, it will start to make sense. To be honest, it's it's it makes a lot more sense than um, than the uh, did my player play? Oh, hang on, no, they've already played. Oh, hang on, no, they played last week. And da, da, da. it's just yeah, it makes it um, it's going to make it a lot easier. It's going to make it a lot easier. And it means we can have the live stats and everything like that working, and I don't have to do any manual updates. But but more importantly, it makes it it's going to be a lot easier to know who's played and who hasn't. Gorgeous. Alrighty, let's get into it, buddy. Um, let's have a jump straight into it. Round eleven for the AFL AFR Original League. We got the Blue Flames up against the Dingoes. Obviously, before we get into round eleven, we've had a pre-season mid-season draft. I'm not going to go through the wash-up of that. Um, but um, some of these teams are probably on a little bit of a, some of them are on a little bit more of a high than, than when we last spoke, and some of them are on a bit more of a low. But the Blue Flames are on a high, but not as high as the Dingoes. The Dingoes, 182.5 to the Blue Flames, 162. Blue f- uh, for the Dingoes, McInerney was outstanding for you, buddy. 28.5, uh, Nick Dacos He's ever-reliable, 32 touches. Mitch Lewis, Hawthorne aren't doing great, but Lewis is doing really, really well, getting 25. Um, but also Taranto getting 14 at tag. It was quite good for you. And I can't believe Tim Kelly slid through to you um, in the draft, but at 16, slotting into the rover spot. That's sort of a bit of an in-joke for Steve and I. Um, the Blue Flames, um, Greenwood, outstanding, getting 22 at tagger. Um, but also Jeremy Cameron getting 22 at key forward. Um, but um, Bailey J. Williams getting a 16.5 at ruck was also very serviceable. It's uh, the, the dingers are actually going okay. I, I spent most of the first half of the season thinking, man, I'm lucky, man, I'm lucky. And, and I have been lucky. I've, I've um, I think if you look, check out the points against column, you'll see the dingoes have got the lowest points against. So, uh, but but the reality is now I'm the third highest scoring team. So, you know, there's luck and then there's actually deserving to be up there in that top three. And uh, I guess I have to say I do. And I've completed the season sweep against the Blue Flames. I can't believe Tim Kelly actually fell through to me and hmm. I'm playing him. And he's actually, you know, really good because like, you know, Trelaw is still out and I would have been playing Liberatore if Tim Kelly hadn't fallen through. And Liberatore was terrible this week so thank you thank you tim kelly thank you the rest of the afr for letting me have the top you know five rover that was available that nobody wanted apparently um but yeah uh, the blue flames like really pretty good score this week really from the blue flames and not a bad all-round effort but um but the dingoes are playing better what can i say yeah yep. that's all there is to it <laughs> playing very well uh, the next game was Natas versus the Heroes. This was a close game. Yes. Um, Heroes got up 158.5 to Natas' Ultras 155. For the Heroes, there's a couple of really big standouts here. Hayden Young getting 20 at midfield, but Jared Witt's getting 25.5 at Ruck. I forgot I haven't done the commission votes on the other one. I'll come back to that in a sec. Um, Andrew Brayshaw getting 19 at Rover was also pretty good. Um, for Natas, Tom Stewart getting 19.5 um, at key back, but Toby Green getting a lazy 26 at forward was outstanding. Um, for this game, I gave the commissioner votes. I gave three to Jared Witts, two to Toby Green, and one to Brayshaw. For the previous game, Steve, I gave three to McInerney, 
two to Greenwood and one to Petrarca. Good old Petrarca. Yeah, this this was a huge loss to Natas because the heroes were there for the taking. Like the, you don't get too many chances to beat a team like the heroes, and the their Carlton forward line has certainly been uh, sputtering of late. But you know that in combination with some. You know, more modest totals through the list there, like Drew and Richards, who, you know, okay, but not really hitting the heights that the heroes are used to. And Natas had them. They it looked like they had them. And then obviously Darcy got injured and Aaron Hall flopped today. So unfortunately for Natas, the, the, uh, the return of Aaron Hall hasn't quite been um, the success story they would probably have hoped. Connor Nash has looked pretty good for him, though. Yeah. Um, you know, not bad. Pick up, but the, but this is uh, it's starting to get a little bit scary for Natas. I think they're um definitely on the outs. I mean, you know, we know they're a quality team and they probably should be a top five team, and yet they're sitting in seventh and uh, and the time is running out. So um, pressure is starting to build there. I think Natas has not missed the finals for a while. It's um it's, it's uh yeah it's getting 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 rough. <laughs> yeah, Toby Green was outstanding, um, which brought that score a little bit closer. But, um, but like you said, Aaron Hall and, and Darcy got injured, did a hamstring. So who knows how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, that that's going to hurt them long long term for sure. Well, I guess they've, they've got Nan Curvis, although he's, he's doing a right at Tagger. Um, yeah. But he should – he'll obviously be able to slip over to Ruck though. But, um, but yeah, but that, it's not – he's not quite Darcy. No, no. The next game was the Titans versus the Dozers. Titans were too strong here, 152.5 to the Dozers, 110. For Ben's Titans, Riley O'Brien getting 26 at Ruck was outstanding. Tom Mitchell getting 17 at Rover was also pretty good. Uh, Sam Walsh, 31 at centre for... Um, uh, sorry, Sam Walsh getting 31 at centre for the Titans was also pretty good. Um, for the Dozers, just looking at the team, Jack Steele getting 18 at Tagger. Nathan Broad getting um, 10.5 at back was also pretty good as well. Um, but the Dozers are in a real real bit of trouble here. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I go three to O'Brien, two to Steele, and one to Mitchell. Yeah, that was a um, that was pretty terrible from the Dozers. You'd think they sh- – I don't know why, looking at that team, you'd think maybe they should have drafted a forward with that, you know, number two pick they had. I mean, Will Day played all right there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it, it seemed to both Capel and I coming into that mid-season draft that the glaring need for the Dozers was a forward. Yep. They only took one pick in, and then they picked up a rover. And yeah, I, I, I didn't argue with Will Day being a decent selection. Yeah, definitely. But definitely, there's a huge hole that the Dozers had, and, um, and they're not they're not coming out of that this year. And the there was Titans. a glaring, glaring forward, which was Van Ruin, <laughs> that should have been taken. But yeah. Well, yeah, num- number one in the uh, Super League draft. So uh, I don't yep. know quite what happened there. And it put me in a very awkward position, Mr. Baker. So, yes, anyway. But the Titans, you know, what can you do? You just bank the win. Thank you very much. Keep going. Yep. And the Titans continue to be one of those teams, I think, that is uh, has got probably Natas scratching their head of work, trying to work out how come they keep winning and I – don't and they're looking like they're going to make finals and yeah so because you know titans did okay here but they don't they don't look like world beaters um not with dustin martin and um callum wilkie running around anyway um but anyway say la vie titans keep winning they do indeed 
Those just keep losing. They do indeed. Uh, next one was Captain's Charges up against the Mighty Bucks. This was a very lopsided scoreline. One twenty, uh, sorry, one seventy-five to the Charges. One twenty-six. Mighty Bucks were way too strong. Some big scores here for the Bucks. Max King getting twenty-seven at key forward. Um, Wanganin Malira getting 22 at midfield was outstanding, but row bottom 24 at Tagger, Luke Ryan 24 and a half at key back. Wow. And Daniel Rich getting a lazy 10 and a half at back was outstanding. For the Chargers, look, for some reason, although he's not injured, injured Matt Flynn's just not getting a run. Um, so I didn't have a ruck, and Brody Smith was a late withdrawal. And of course, every single one of my other Backman had already played, and all of them scored over six rebounds, but I couldn't bring anyone in. But Liam Duggan was probably one of the better for me, getting 18 at key back. But Mason Redman into for into the midfield, getting 23 was my best. Yeah, Will, Will Ashcroft's just not quite uh, he's not quite there yet, is he? But no. Matt, Jai miss, good game again. Yes. Yeah. Dockers looking around. So the Chargers, yeah, obviously, I mean, when you have no – like the Bucks again, the Bucks were solid this week. Man, Max King has been amazing in his return. That is uh, so impressive. But, I mean, the Bucks is a, it's a very mixed bag, that lineup. Like Josh Dacos, Sam Draper, um, even Hugh McCluggage, well below par there. So and then you've got the other ones who are starring. So the Bucks are, st- are still trying to get it all together. But, man, this win, I think that just – they they were looking like they were in some serious trouble. The Bucks like sort of teetering on the outside of the you know on the, on the edge of the five, and you'd think the Chargers this was a huge opportunity for them. If they'd been able to win this game, they would be well, you'd be in the five, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. It's brutal not having a ruck and that late with well, I mean the late withdrawal didn't make a big difference, but the ruck certainly did. And well, I didn't have a ruck last week either. Yeah, it's it's uh, it sucks when you don't have a ruck. It's um, but the buck the bucks are now looking well. If they could actually actually get everybody on the same page there, especially with Max King back, and they'd they'd be looking real good. But um, yep. they, they seem to be missing a rover. Man, you think I uh, think they'd be interested in like how much you got a bazillion rovers, man? I have got a bazillion rovers. <laughs> I guess I guess Hewitt, <laughs> Hewitt's on the nose now that he's got. He's not getting a game. <laughs> I know. That's like what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's just, if only you could have traded him a week or two ago. That sucks. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, commissioner, not commissioner, commissioner votes, I gave three to Rowbottom, two to Ryan, and one to Mason Redmond. Uh, the final game, Wildcards up against the Scorpions. This was a high-scoring game. Scorpions feeling extremely unlucky here, but the Wildcards too strong. 198.5 to the Scorpions, 170. For the Wildcards, who didn't play well? I mean, you had Oscar Allen getting 32 at key forward. Although West Coast aren't doing well, he's having a pretty good year. You've got Josh Dunkley getting 20 at Rover. Matt Rowell, 14 at tag, a Ridley, 15 at back, Sicily, 25 at key back. And if you had played him at centre, what's that, 43, I think he got? <laughs> um, for the for the Scorpions, Rory Laird getting 32 at tagger. That's amazing. Um, Brendan Cox getting 18 at key back, but also Charlie Cameron getting 24 at forward. Um, I haven't done the commission votes. I'll do them on the fly. Uh, Laird gets three. Josh Dunkley gets two, uh, sorry, Sicily gets two, and oh, Sicily, oh, Sicily uh, gets two, and Oscar <laughs> Allen gets three, uh, one. 
Yeah, well, this, this as you said, man, the wild cards are a juggernaut at the moment. I mean, we've we've seen the heroes. They, the heroes and the wild cards look like the top two teams in this league, but for some reason, the heroes continually flounder when it comes to actually playing top teams, and we don't know why, but it just seems to always go that way. And they looked well. I guess that it's pretty obvious lately. The Carlton forward line is just not happening. Um, yeah. <laughs> be worried with you've got Oscar Allen outperforming. Yeah, how's that trade looking? Oscar Allen McKay trades not looking too bad. Hey. Um, so wild cards they just look unstoppable at the moment um very scary the scorpions have actually been doing okay but they just can't seem to get the wins um so yeah it is pretty brutal they uh yeah definitely put up one of the best scores of the round and got nothing for it so um yeah what can you say the um scorpions need to need to find some wins soon if they're going to have any chance of making a late run but uh it doesn't seem to be happening in the league here does it where are they on the anyway? Oh, good segue. All right. Number one, we have the wild cards. They are on nine and two with the highest scoring team as the highest scoring team, so they're back as zero. Dingoes are eight and two and one. Titans are in third on seven, three and one. Then the heroes are in fourth on seven wins and four losses. No draws. Mighty Bucks are in fifth on five, five and one. Captain's Chargers are in sixth on four, six, and one, and their back is atrocious. Um, Natas is in seventh on four and seven, as well as the Scorpions in eighth on four and seven. Then we have the Dozers on three and eight in ninth, and the Blue Flames at the bottom on two and nine. So, yeah, the Scorpions are... uh... Yeah, much like Natas, despite their decent form generally like you know both averaging well over 150 um but it's just not getting the wins so uh the bucks who are kind of in the same range things have sort of broken their way they're a game and a half now clear of those two teams we, we're assuming the charges are probably not going to make a not unless they can get a <laughs> they're not probably not going to make a run so you think and it definitely seems like the blue flames and the dozers are uh, done and dusted at this stage so Natas and the scorpions are the only ones really with a chance to kind of and then the bucks i mean given the uh heroes are a game and a half clear of them and which means they're three like the, the heroes are in fourth three games and a hell of a lot of points four ahead of Natas and the scorpions with only seven rounds to go so you'd think that top four pretty secure at this point uh, the Bucks and the Bucks have got a bit of a lead on the Tass and the Scorpions. Um, the only other battle of interest seems to be can the heroes, well, I guess the heroes you'd think should be able to catch the Titans or maybe the Dingoes in the home straight. It'd be pretty rough for the heroes if they have to start from fourth. But um, you have a look at the prediction ladder. Heroes will finish second. Yeah, well, that's what I, you'd think. That's what I, I don't necessarily look at the Dingoes or the Titans and think, well, they're going to be tough to stop, not by any stretch. Like they, they the, obviously the Dingoes and Titans have proved themselves top five teams, but but it does appear at the moment like you'd think the Heroes with their form should be able to come home and pinch one of those two spots. The question will be whether the Dingoes or the Titans who can hold on to that top three spot. I don't think anyone's going to catch the wild cards. No, no either way. Alrighty, on to the Super League. First game was the Phoenixes up against the Thylacines. Phoenix is too strong. 174.5 to the Thylacines, 156.5. Um, for the Phoenixes, Riley O'Brien getting um, 26 at Ruck. Hayden Young getting 20 at midfield. Charlie Cameron getting a 24 at, key, uh, sorry, at forward. 
Um, for the thylacines, McInerney getting 28.5 um, at Ruck and also um, um, Eugle Hayden getting, getting 19 at Ford was also of note. In terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to O'Brien, two to McInerney and one to Cameron. Yeah, the funny thing was that O'Brien and McInerney were playing against each other. I don't know what the heck happened in that game. There was a lot of stoppages, obviously, because, <laughs> man, those guys just had a party. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I don't know what was going on because, like, that's a Must lot. Must have been of, wet. Must have been raining. It's just a, an awful lot of – like, McInerney's never had a game like that in his life. Uh, yeah. Anyway, this. This is a massive game. Like, the Thylacines had only lost once all year – and they have had they've been pantsed by the little sister here. This is um and and seriously the Phoenixes have been playing awesome of late. Unfortunately, you know as the the schedule does it you know week nine week ten you play the same team and if you're playing the Sons of God in those two weeks doesn't matter how well you play you lose. So the Phoenixes have been doing great and losing for quite a while and so man they were. They were pumped up for this week. They're like, this is, we've been playing damn well. We get no reward for it. This is pretty much last call. If they're going to make a run for the finals, they had to win this game. Thylacines were like two wins clear on top, which is ridiculous for the eighth highest scoring team. Like, what? <laughs> so this, <laughs> this, this season has been messed up for the Super League. Like, when you look at the power ladder, the, the Phoenixes were clearly higher than the Thylacines coming into this week. And yet yep. the Thylacines were nine and one, and and the Flashing Phoenixes were three and seven. So you do the math on that. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, this was the comeuppance, and the Phoenixes suddenly, I think, well, if, if as long as Brisbane keeps playing well and Danaher and Cameron keep kicking bags, this uh, Phoenix team looks like they could make a run for the finals. They're, if the league is on notice after this win over the Thylacines. The Thylacines, on the other hand, they've got so many wins, they're not going to miss finals. The question is, can they hold on to the top three spot when the uh, inevitable crumble happens here, as given they're not actually that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're on a run, aren't they? <laughs> I don't understand how they were, like, seriously, eighth highest scoring team. Eighth. Like, the Phantoms are scoring more than the Thylacines. And the Thylacines... We're nine and one. How? <laughs> Pure luck. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the major Warriors two years ago when they were like not even a top five team in terms of points for and yet finished on top of the ladder and ended up luckily running into the mighty Adams a couple of times in the finals and winning a premiership. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Yeah. They barely won a game after that, have they? Fall from grace. <laughs> Taken on the, the, the channeled Marty. <laughs> um. The next game is the Marvels up against the Adams. Marvels are in a world of pain right now. Um, the Adams 141 to the Marvels at 116. Um, for the Adams, Max King was outstanding 27. Um, Wanganine Malera getting 22 at midfield. Um, Jack Siebel getting 14.5 at keyback. For the Marvels, um, of note, Jack Lloyd, Jake Lloyd getting 16.5 at key back was pretty good, but his forward line of Gunston and Bolton really, really uh, let him down. But also George Hewitt, which we were talking about before, who was a handballing king at one point, but um, has seemed to have dropped off along with Carlton's fortunes. Um, his form has also dropped as well. So um, he also had Brody Smith, who was a late withdrawal, as we mentioned earlier on. In terms of the commissioner votes, Max King got the three, Wanganine Maliric getting two, and Jake Lloyd the one. 
it was nice for the Adams to actually get an easy win here because it feels like they've been just doing a tough all year and scoring, you know, they've had a lot of close losses, particularly to siblings, which has been slightly painful. But uh, with this win, I think they've, they've actually finally moved back into the five. Um, that said, this was a pretty ugly win. Like, and they are still, I mean, you know, they normally, their calling card has been Took Miller and um, Darcy Parrish. And so yep. to, have, to, have, to be missing both of them at the moment and still fighting through and like actually making it back into the top five at this stage is pretty amazing to be honest. So, um, well done Adams. Um, but, uh, man, I don't know how long, like, like Max, the return of Max King has saved their season. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Last week he turned in that four goal performance to help the Adams beat Nexus, which yeah, would have, uh, if they'd, if they'd lost that one, they would have been, well, would have been probably waved the white flag time, but instead they've managed to somehow pull off that win on the back of a debut Max King, and now he's done it again this week. I mean, you know, it wasn't necessarily, but, you know, Darcy getting injured now, that's going to hurt. At least they've got Luke Jackson, so they can uh, plug him in, and that'll help. But yep. uh, Wilkie let him down. I don't know. The Marvels seem to be a basket case at the moment. I, like that, that forward line we always had doubts over has just fallen apart. Um, it's just not working for him. I, don't, I can't say anything else. But the Adams, yeah, there's they're they're into the five. This is yeah. uh, exciting times. They are. All right, next game. It is the Major Warriors versus Nexus. Nexus was too strong, one seventy point five to the Major Warriors, one thirty four. Rory Laird was outstanding, um, getting thirty two a tag of which we mentioned before. Luke Ryan getting twenty four point five. Um, Jeremy Cameron getting twenty two. Uh, Will Day, 15 at Rover, was also good. Um, for the major Warriors, Petrarchy getting 18 at midfield. Liberatore getting 20, uh, sorry, um, 14 at Tagger. But Liam Jones getting 20.5 at Keyback was also good. And Goldstein um, rolling back the clock. In terms of the commissioner votes, Rory Laird got three, Luke Ryan got two, and Liam Jones got the one. Yep. Uh, major Warriors still haven't won a game. Mm-hmm. So Nexus, Nexus uh, starting to along like right alongside the Adams, they're starting to finally shore up that top five spot. Uh, haven't quite got it yet, but that's a nice score this week. Nexus looking good. Major Warriors, you don't Major Warriors, you, you've pretty much got the number one pick. You don't need to keep losing. Uh, <laughs> it's all for for Harley Reid, isn't it? It's yeah, all for Harley Reid. <laughs> Just making sure that he can get Harley Reid. No, actually, well, yeah. He didn't play. Oh, Van Ruin's not playing, is he? He got suspended. Yeah. Um, all right. Next game is Sons of God versus the Brawlers. Oh, this literally came down to the last game between Ashcroft and Daniel Rich. And Daniel Rich won. The Brawlers won 52, lost to the Sons of God, won 53. There was one point in it. For the Sons of God, Charlie Kerno getting 20 at key forward. Um, Sam Walsh getting 31 at centre was also pretty good. Tom Stewart getting 10 point, uh, sorry, 19.5 at key back. But as I said, Daniel Richards 10.5 at back got him over the line. Matt Rowell was also pretty good, getting 14 at tagger. For the Brawlers, Oscar Allen 32 at key forward. Jack Steele getting um, 18 at tagger. Jared Witt's getting 25.5. But yeah, Ashcroft was down across the board, but. It, Get, only getting the six kicks when he's been getting about, like, I think about 12 or 13. Nothing to set the world on fire, but if he had got his average, it certainly would have got the brawls over the line. In terms of the commissioner votes, 
Jared Witt's got three. Oscar Allen two. Tom Stewart one. This is a oh, this is a brutal, brutal loss for the Brawlers. You don't get many chances at to beat the Sons of God, and uh, man, they look like they had them and they've let it slip. And man, it's painful because uh, obviously the loss has sent the Brawlers tumbling out of the top five, which while probably deserved in the sense that like they they're, they're not a good scoring team either. They're right up there with the Phylacenes in terms of the luck meter at the moment, but. Um, yeah, this that's uh, tough on the brawlers. Uh, the sons of God, though, man, they, they're just to, to see them only scoring one fifty three. They've definitely got a ruck problem. Drapers, I don't know what the heck was going on there. That's um, that's a really disappointingly low score for what's meant to be a good ruck. Uh, but you know, sons of God, they find a way, and the brawlers. Uh, I, I I hope for the brawlers' sake, this is not the sort of game that costs them a final spot, but. But uh, they do feel like they've, they've just been a bit exposed there, don't they? Like, mm, it's yeah. rough. So just looking at their other rucks, Andrew Phillips, Mark Blitzart, Sam Draper is their number one ruckman, and Tom DeConing. Yeah, it's um, they've got a weakness there. Sons of God, like, man, they, they should be out trying to trade for a ruck. They've got they've got enough depth. They should be able to pull something because because mm. uh, you don't want your number one ruck in four. Like, you know, get, like, basically, that's what almost cost them this game. Like, Yep. Losing the ruck by over twenty points. That's you can't do that. That's yep. not for a not for a premiership heavy premiership favourite too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The final game was the Ashley Convicts up against the Phantoms and the pain was inflicted onto Thomas again. Naomi too strong, one eighty three point five to the Phantoms at one twenty nine point five. Uh Ashley Convicts, Brody Majak getting eighteen at forward, Mitch Lewis twenty five at key forward. Mason Redmond, 23 at midfield. James Sicily, 25 at key back. And, of course, Dunkley getting 18 at tag. It was outstanding. For the Farmtons, um, James Rowbottom was pretty much the shining light, getting 24 at tagger. Pitnett getting 16.5 at ruck was also okay as well. But they have a few holes. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Sicily got three, Rowbottom got two, and Mason Redmond got one. Yeah, it makes a big difference, isn't it? Like you put Tom Lynch into that Phantoms team, and that would yes. make a yeah make a big difference. Well, it probably is not going to make a fifty-four point difference, but <laughs> but the uh, man, the, the convicts, the having Zach Butters on the bench suddenly hit this rich fan of form he's been in and be able to come into that convicts lineup alongside the return of Mitch Lewis, and wow, suddenly that convicts team looks a hell of a lot better. I know Witherden had a sucky game, but. Um, and uh, that's that's to be expected with that sort of withered and sort of flakiness. So I think that the Eagles will be looking at dropping him if they could. Um, but uh, but other than that, the convicts look awesome, and uh, it's sad for the Phantoms. They they really like just prior to the mid-season draft, they really looked like they're putting a big push in for the you know maybe for a finals run, and now it just seems like it's been completely crushed. Yeah. But I don't know. Let, what's does is it true? Is there any chance they might ever make a run, the Farmtons, from here? Not going by the prediction ladder anyway. Um, <laughs> in, let's have a look at the ladder. The thylacines are on top, 9 and 2. Uh, Sons of God are in second on 8 and 3, a high-scoring team. Ashley Convicts are also on 8 and 3 in third. Um, Nexus are in fourth on 6 and 5. Adams are in fifth on 6 and 5. Brawlers are 6 and 5 as well in sixth spot. Then we have the Phoenixes in seven on four and seven. Then the Phantoms on three and eight. 
in eighth position. Um, Macavania Marbles are in ninth, also on eight and three, and then the Major Warriors are on nine and uh, sorry, two and nine in tenth spot. <clears throat> tenth spot. Yeah. So uh, the obviously the um, yeah the the Adams and Nexus jumping the brawlers after that uh, heartbreaking loss for the brawlers. The 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 and the Phoenixes. You have to say they've they've just clinging to hope with that win this week over the Thylacines. The Thylacines, you still think the Thylacines, Thunder God and Convict is going to take quite a bit of catching. Nexus Nexus or the Adams would need to get quite the run on to be able to, you know, catch either of the Convicts or the Sons of God at this point. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, if the Phoenixes can keep winning and their form is good, so if they can keep winning, maybe, and the Brawlers are obviously, they're, they're right in the mix, but you do feel like the Phantoms that loss that has probably ended their hopes. They are now three wins and points four outside of the five. That might be a bridge too far. Like you can sort of see the, the Phoenixes are only like really 15 points behind the Adams on points four. So even though they're only they're, they're two wins out, which normally feels like a lot, wouldn't take much still to be able to, you know, flip that script. But, uh, but for the Phantoms, yeah, three and points four, that's gone. Gone ski. It's Gonski. All righty, let's jump across, quickly go through the Cups. We've got some Champions League, and we also had Stander um, kick off as well. Um, we'll quickly go through the Champions League first, mate. Um, in Group 1, um, we had uh, Nexus up against the Wildcards, and the Wildcards got up there by 0.5. Then we had the Chargers up against the Titans. Titans got up there. That was in Round 10. Round 11, we had Nexus up against the Chargers, and the Nexus got up. Then we had the wild cards up against the Titans, and the wild cards got up. So the latter there um, is the wild cards are on eight points, Nexus are on four, Titans are on four, and the Chargers on zero. So currently, this is going exactly according to the script. Unfortunately for the Chargers, uh, we kind of figured they might struggle, and obviously their back is already almost in triple figures, which is rough. Um, and the wild cards who have looked unstoppable um are already bounding away they they cut it fine against nexus in that first week and i mm -hmm. guess this is well well the, the interesting part will be this week this week's game nexus titans is basically round one because we feel like the wild cards are definitely going to make it the charges are definitely not that's what it feels like anyway um, unless the charges are going to suddenly pull up something out of somewhere this week uh but you know nexus titans it's going to be two rounds um this is round one if uh, whoever wins this round, I'll have obviously the upper hand. Uh, Nexus have got points four on their in their favour, but if the Titans can pull the upset this week, that would um, that would make things pretty interesting. If Nexus get the win this week over the Titans, though, it's probably starting to head fairly distinctly in one direction. Yep. Group two is a little bit tighter. We had Blue Flames up against the Heroes. Heroes won that. Adams up against the Scorpions, and another point in it. The Atoms got up there. That was in round 10. Round 11, we had the Blue Flames up against the Atoms. Blue Flames got up. And then we had the Heroes up against the Scorpions. And the Scorpions got up. So guess what? Everyone's won a game. Scorpions are on four. Heroes are on four. Atoms are on four. And the Blue Flames are on four. Yeah, this was a stunning upset of the Heroes by the Scorpions this week. We, I think we'd, most of us had predicted the Heroes and the Atoms would be the uh, ones to beat. And they obviously comfortably, well, Adams cut it a little bit fine, but, you know, 
got the wins in the first week, and then this week everything went out the window. Scorpions and Blue Flames leveled the playing field, and Scorpions with a big score too after their really tough loss last week. And that's what makes this week even more interesting now because like Blue Flames, Scorpions take on each other. And Blue Flames played play pretty well this week. So, that you know, Scorpions certainly won't be thinking the Blue Flames are necessarily a complete pushover here. Um, they've actually got a ruck now again. It's good having a ruck, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, and then the Adams are playing the Heroes. Well, uh, the Heroes looked a little bit wobbly. I don't know who Carlton's playing this week, but uh, the Adams will be hoping to play a little bit better than they did this week. And But that this, this I mean, this group, Really could go anywhere. I mean, it's not like the other group seems really clear. This one, you know, this, with the Scorpions and the Blue Flames improving their form with their uh, mid-season draft pickups, um, you know, it's it's a little bit could could go any which way, which is kind Carlton, of exciting. Carlton play Melbourne Friday night. Oh well, Adams have got a chance then to potentially beat the Heroes. That's what yes, that's what I think when I hear that because I don't yeah. I don't see uh, Kono and McKay going to town against uh, Melbourne. Let's put it that way. Nope. All righty. Stephen May and Jake Lee will shut them down. Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Standard Cup. So we had the qualifying rounds this round, and it was the Phoenixes up against the Phantoms, and the Phoenixes won that game. So in the quarterfinals, they're going to be facing the Dingoes. Then in the other games, we had the Sons of God up against the Ashy Convicts. Ashy Convicts won that. So it's Ashy Convicts versus Thylacines. Then we had the Dozers up against Natas. Natas won that, so it's Bucks versus Natas. And then we had the Brawlers up against the Marvels, and the Brawlers won that, so it's Brawlers versus Warriors. These two teams always seem to meet each other sometime (laughs) in some Uh, sort of cup game. It's incredible. I can't believe that... Well, I mean, we, I just can't believe the Sons of God. A, I can't believe the Sons of God didn't make round two of the or phase two of the Champions League, which is already shocking. And I was like convinced once they missed. I'm like, wow. Well, guess what's happening in the standard? It's going to be going yeah. to just romp it in, obviously. And what happened? Didn't even make the quarters. Dumped. No. I, well, you know, convicts aren't half bad, so not that, um, you know, might might sting a little bit to the Sons of God losing to the convicts, given their uh, <clears throat> recent history, which was slightly painful with the convicts. But the convicts, you know, they might obviously just love beating the Sons of God, beat them again. And um, I'd, I don't know, I'd, I'd think probably, to be honest, looking at that list, you'd think uh, the convicts would be one of the absolute favourites in this, uh, yeah. well, definitely in the top half. All they got to beat is a whole bunch of Watsons. Uh, in the bottom half, it's um, probably Natas, the team to beat. Yep. And we know what the convicts can be like with Cam's teams. Yeah. Well, yes. If we get a convicts Natas final, that would be uh, that'd be tasty. It would be, particularly, yeah, because yeah, Nexus is. Well, I suppose it's not so much the bunny anymore, is it? I do. I don't mind a bit of you know roast rabbit. It could be good. <laughs> All righty, mate. Let's jump across. Have a look at who's playing who over the next two weeks. Remember, we have buys. <laughs> all right. Um, let's start with the Super League first of all, because we're talking uh, talking a bit about them. We have the Farmtons up against the Thylacines as the first game. Thylacines should win that, shouldn't they? Yeah. Well, the the Farmtons are just looking a little bit limp at the moment, and so you like the Thylacines. They lost this week, but the Phoenix played. The Phoenix played quite well, and I feel like the Phantoms did not play well this week. If the Thylacines, they also they've been waiting for 
some of their forward line to come back. So, you know, I could see Charlie Dixon, Todd Marshall maybe making that forward line look a little bit better. Um, and uh, they played pretty ordinary this week. So, yeah, I, you'd have to back the Thylacines. The Phantoms are good enough to beat them. The Thylacines are not any world beaters by any stretch. But, uh, but yeah, the Thylacines are probably going to want it more. Yep. Warriors versus Atoms is the next one. Atoms easy. I think the Atoms should be able to handle the Warriors at the moment. That will be a nice, well, a very important win to bank for the Atoms. Certainly they're in the five now for the first time in a while, but they'll want to they'll bed that one down pretty quick. So that's that's a pretty big game for, uh, for the Atoms to make sure they bank. Yep. Sons of God versus Nexus is the next one. This is going to be interesting. I'm going to go Sons of God. Yet again, Sons of God are the, clearly the best team in this league. They were definitely down this last week. Nexus played pretty good. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm going to pick against Sons of God this year unless something really weird happens. So, But this is uh, – man, Nexus would love to win this one, and actually, because this would certainly be the beginning of them actually pushing for that top three, which is going to be tough, but, you know, it's not out of reach yet. So, but if they lose this one, you'd think chances of top three probably fading, yeah. um, and and also potentially for the for Nexus as well might again have to start looking over their shoulder in terms of you know the likes of the Brawlers or the Phoenixes trying to make a late run. Yep. Convicts versus Phoenixes is the next one. This is an interesting game. Uh, convicts for me. Yeah, all the all female clash. I haven't yes. had one of them for a while. But yes, um, you'd think the convicts. Who are the Lions playing? Um, let me check. It's always my question with the. Uh, so they've got the bye in the first week. And they got Hawthorne. Hawthorne? At the MCG. Can you see Joe Danaher and Charlie Cameron just going to town on Hawthorne? Mm, well, that's that's the Phoenix's hope anyway, is that they have a big forward line explosion and the Convicts are going to have trouble to match. But no, I'm, I'm going to pick the Convicts, but wow, the Phoenixes are, are a dangerous team. They've been scoring 170-plus for a few weeks now, so Convicts will have to bring their A game. Yep. And the final one, it is the Brawlers versus the Marvels. Brawlers for me. Surely Brawlers. This, and this is obviously what I'm talking about when I say Nexus. Got to, you know, Because if the Brawlers win against the Marvels, which you think they would, and the Adams win against the Warriors, which you think they would, Nexus will be out of the five next week. Which So it's a big, big game for Nexus against the Sons of God. Because if they can win, they'll suddenly be like only a one win out of that top three. If they lose, they're going to be down in sixth. Yep. Which uh, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty diverse range of outcomes there. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm just opening up. Here we are, round. Let me go to the right round. There we are. Okay, original league. Sorry, Scorpions versus the Dingoes. The Scorpions have been playing very well lately. This will be the uh, we call it the Bailey Smith uh, return game or whatever. So he'll probably want to uh, exact some revenge. I, uh, I don't know. The Dingoes they've been doing okay. I, dingoes, I, I think I'm going to pick the dingoes, but the scorpions have, you know, they've cracked 150, 165 the last two weeks post um, mid-season draft. So, you know, scorpions are no pushover. Yep. So watch out. Watch out, dingoes. Dingoes for me. Uh, Dozers versus heroes. Heroes to bounce back. 
Yep, heroes easy. Yep. Keep that pressure on that top three. Um, then we have the Chargers versus the Titans. Titans will spank us. Yeah, well, unless there's some sort of Matt Flynn recall, it's hard well, to it, Bruce is apparently um, all right to like to be confirmed. It's like Ooh. He, he could be. I don't know when they've got the buy, but Bruce is apparently back from his. I think he had a knee, so he'll be back. Was he playing like reserves this week? I well, that I don't know. I don't know if he's playing reserves, but he'll be off the injury list at least. So I, I don't know if um yeah if Flynn or Bruce will get a get a run, but who knows? That's big. That's big because man, if the Bruce came back for the Chargers, this would be a very interesting game suddenly. Um, but we'll, I'm going to tip the Titans, but you know, like if the Chargers could actually get a ruck, it, it, it'll be a close game. Yeah, I'm tipping Chargers. Uh, <laughs> wild cards versus Blue Flames. Oh, yeah, wild cards are going to, yeah, Blue Flames just can't take a trick right now. Although, I Blue Flames could do it. <laughs> this is one of those games that's just like it's like Anzac Day, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the Blue, Blue Flames, I mean, they did crack 160 this week. They weren't too bad. But, um, yeah, because they actually do have a ruck again now. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It all depends. Like Jeremy Cameron's been really out of sorts the last few weeks, which is, doesn't help the Blue Flames. So, But, man, if he just suddenly goes off, anything could, anything's possible. But, man, the wild cards look really hard to beat. So, yep. yeah. And now, what is, must be the game of the round? Bucks versus Natas. The five wins, one draw Bucks who are clinging to fifth and Natas, who any balanced, rational human being knows intrinsically deserve. It is their birthright to be in those finals. Mm-hmm. Only four wins. Surely, like Natas, are going to just crap all over the Bucks and, you know, put them on notice that that spot that they think they have in the finals is, like, tenuous at best. Thoughts, mate? Bucks for me. But what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if seriously, if the Bucks manage to beat Natas this week, it's, uh, it's game over because that's, like, two and a half wins in six weeks. Yeah. I think this – this and so the Bucks, man – uh, they'd, they'd love it if Max King would be lining up against West Coast or something. That's, uh, what's, who are the Saints playing? They need some sort of better matchup than they've had the last couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, Saints are playing. They have to wait for the second week, and they're playing Sydney in Sydney. Uh, well, when I think about Sydney's back line, and yeah, the lack of calls, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney's got the bye, so they'll be coming back fresh. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you can wait all you want. I don't think any of those McCartans are coming back anytime soon from those concussions, sadly. No, but Callum Mills is also missing. and Yeah. Mm, well, it'll be interesting to see if what happens there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great game. going to be a great game. One to watch. Absolutely. Yep. It will be a good one. All righty. We're done. Woo. All right, everyone. Um, so, yes, don't forget, buy rounds. Um, it'll come clear as the, as the round goes on who's playing who and what what, what stats we're taking in. Um, I may even, as we get closer to the to the week, depending on how my working week is, just put a little fixture up there of what stats we'll be taking, but we'll see how we go. Anyway, um, thanks, Steve, for joining. I know it's a busy time for you. We'll, we'll call this one a quits. Everyone have a safe week. Steve, get better. See you all soon. See ya.